0: we'll be predicting the Denver Broncos 53-man roster. Sarah and I share each of our 53-man roster projections on the offense, defense, and specialist side of the ball. You get that and much more on today's brand-new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos. Your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, free and available everywhere. You get your podcast in audio format or whether you watch us on YouTube, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button or follow so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content coverage, and more. From the South Stands to the end zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos beat reporter for Mile High Sports us alongside by my co-host, as always, Sarah Benger, site expert, predominantly orange.com. All right, Sarah, this is the week where the Broncos have to trim the roster from 80 players to 53. And on Sunday, the Broncos coaching staff and personnel department, they group together as they're probably going to have long hours of conversations about which players they believe add value to the offense, defense, special teams, and which players they maybe hope to claim through waivers. I know you and I have our own offensive projections, my man. So let's waste no time. Let's get into it. I'm going to start things off if that's okay here. I want to open up by just saying this was a tough decision. I, I had to make sacrifices at other positions in order, I think, to get the players I feel like deserve to be on the roster in a sense or that have made plays to be on the roster. Let's go to quarterback. Everyone wants to know, who's the Broncos quarterback this year? Well, we all know it's Russell Wilson. His backup, though, I have it being Brett Rippon. And the reason for Rippon, as we've discussed, I felt like all throughout training camp, being there in person, watching him, and even in the preseason, he's commanded the offense with more authority, has moved the ball downfield. There's areas that he needs to work on, but I feel like he showed a better hold of the offense. Defense than Josh Johnson did. So that is my quarterback room right there. Running back. I got Javante Melvin and Mike Boone going with three backs. No surprise there. Wide receiver. I've got seven. And this was a tough one because I had to ponder my head who would be available, who might be a trade candidate who might get released and also be subject to waivers and potentially claimed by another team. So I want with Cortland Sutton, obviously, K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy, Montreal, Washington, Kendall Hinton, Brandon Johnson. Obviously, he's got the high ankle sprint. He could go on IR. That could change some things there, which allows me to bring on Jalen Virgil, the undrafted rookie out of Appalachian State there, my friend. So, Sarah,
1: I want to hear your quarterbacks, your running backs and your tight ends, and then we'll get to the other units. Well, I'm with you on the quarterbacks, Cody. I've got Russell Wilson, no surprise, and then obviously followed by Brett Rippon. I just feel like over the course of the preseason, he showed a little bit more consistency. And Josh Johnson, I do feel like you can get him back on the practice squad since you're allowed to keep up to six vested veterans on your 16-player practice squad. So there's a lot of space, a lot of room. And Josh Johnson, he was only guaranteed 100000 for signing with the Broncos, so I think he would make a decent chunk of change coming back to the practice squad as well, Cody. So I think there's some... Benefits to that for him running backs. I'm the same as you Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone. I think that's going to be, I, I would say, I mean, dare I say it, Cody, the best stable of running backs in the NFL. I feel like the Broncos are really set there. And then the wide receiver position is where things started to get tricky. I've got the same top five as you with Sutton and Judy followed by obviously KJ Hamler and then Montreal, Washington, who had an outstanding offseason, just a star rookie out of Samford after that, it's Kendall Hinton. In my opinion, I think that you can pretty much Sharpie his name. in. yes, he had the drop against the Vikings, but I don't think one drop is going to compromise his roster spot or anything. And then I had Brandon Johnson as my sixth guy until this, this, you know, injury, the high ankle sprain. And I just can't help, but wonder, is that going to impact his roster status? I really hope it doesn't because he's been a great story and I think he deserves that spot. The Broncos treated him like he was a 53 man roster player, even dating back to a couple weeks ago, you know, he was not playing in the second half of preseason games. He's an undrafted rookie with a $5,000 signing bonus. So certainly a guy that I think should be on the roster. But because of that injury, on my final roster prediction, I have Tyree Cleveland. Just I think a lot of smoke there with the with Dwayne Stukes really liking Tyree Cleveland. Personally, and this is where I struggle, Cody, because I personally would have picked Jalen Virgil as well just based on the big plays that we saw in the preseason, the big play potential in the return game. But it sounds like maybe Tyree Cleveland has that edge. I'm kind of just buying that smoke you know kind of just believing that a little bit instead of going with what i really would do personally instead well, that's always a tough dilemma,
0: right? Because, you know, Tyree, unfortunately, suffered the throat injury, was not able to do as much as I think the Broncos had hoped for. Just one of those things, right? And I think you have to maybe get the pulse on the player. Like, would he be able to clear waivers? I mean, I feel like he would be able to clear waivers, but who knows at this point? There's a lot of people that know a lot more than me, man. So, you know what? We'll roll with the smoke. I, I respect your picks there. But now let's get to the tight ends, the offensive line, and the specialists. Now, a tight end. I went with four players here, sir. And with the mind that one of these guys or two of these guys could play the fullback role if necessary, granted, they haven't been working that position. It's just not much of a change outside of them just shifting to being behind the quarterback or as a wing or being in line. They can do all these things. So I went with four tight ends. Alberto, Greg Dulcich as he continues to work back from the hamstring. Part of me wonders will the Broncos put him on IR designated to return? So maybe he'll be ready for week five of the regular season against the Indianapolis Colts in that Thursday night football game. Denver is evaluating their options right now. Eric Tomlinson, who in my opinion, I felt like showed us in the preseason showed us in training camp. He's underrated as a pass catcher. He's not going to be a big downfield threat, but he can be a guy that can catch it at four to five yards, get upfield and move the chains, not to mention he's a good blocker. I had a very hard time letting go of Eric Sauber. So for me, I went with four tight ends. Sauber was my fourth guy, a guy who can block for you, a guy who can catch for you. I think he's an all-purpose tight end right now, and he adds a little bit of an element, and he's got a chemistry with Russell Wilson that I think will be valuable at some point this season. My offensive line, this is going to be crazy. So I don't think there's any surprises here, and I think generally we might be in grants I'm going to go with who I believe the starters are, who the backups are, okay? There's Garrett Bowles, Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, Quinn Miners, Billy Turner, Calvin Anderson, Cam Fleming, Luke Wattenberg, Natani Muti, and Graham Glasgow. I've got them keeping 10 offensive linemen. Usually, I think that 10 to 11 is where most NFL teams kind of have this threshold And I just couldn't see some of the other younger guys outside of Wattenberg really kind of being in a position to make the 53. I think that a lot of those guys are practice squad candidates who likely will be. So there is that. And then specialists McManus, no question. Punter Cordless Waitman and long snapper Jacob Bobin Now, were you and I in agreement on these three things or do we differ a little bit?
1: well I I think just a little slight differences from my list Cody I'll start with the specialist obviously Brandon McManus he's going to be the kicker I agree with you I think Corliss Waitman to me he he's got that hang time to let the coverage unit get down there a little bit better and then I just worry about the amount of potential blocked punts from Sam Martin we saw another instance of a near blocked punt against the Minnesota Vikings and he had to shorten his swing the Vikings took it back for a decent return I just I I feel like that happens far too often with Sam Martin and then at the longs Snapper, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I think the Broncos will let go of Boben Moyer and bring in one of those nine guys they've previously worked out. I don't know which guy it'll be, but I think that the mistake that he made and the some of the off snaps that he had in that preseason finale, I think the Broncos are gonna replace him. So I don't know exactly who's gonna be that guy, but I think Boben Moyer is gonna be replaced. Tight end, I have the same as you, except for I flopped Saubert with Andrew Beck. I just I'm I'm kind of feeling like maybe the Broncos are gonna keep Beck as that fullback type of. Otherwise, I have the same guys, Okuebunam, Dulcich, and Eric Tomlinson. And then at the offensive line, Cody, this is a tough one because do you keep Cam Fleming as one of your backup right tackles or do you try to carry just nine guys, ten guys? That's a tough part. So I've got the same top six as you all the way to Calvin Anderson as your swing tackle with Billy Turner as kind of the projected starting right tackle. Then obviously keeping guys like uh, Luke Wattenberg on the interior offensive line, Natani Muti. The question I think comes if graham glasgow is a trade candidate if if graham is a trade candidate then you keep nine and i have the same nine remaining guys as you otherwise i think if you don't i think the the only difference that I would have is that Cam Fleming is my odd man out and I would keep 9 instead of 10 offensive linemen there if Glasgow is part of your plans this season but I I can see exactly where you're coming from is I think Cam Fleming has a you know he's obviously got to report with this unit Garrett Bowles mentioned him by name when talking about who could potentially be playing at right tackle this season so certainly I think that that he's an option there once again this year even though last year I kind of think we uh, I was kind of bamboozled by his situation on the roster so certainly I think Cam Fleming is a a good candidate, but I've got nine offensive linemen and he's kind of the one out for me.
0: Well, Broncos country, let us know down below who's 53 man roster on the offensive side of the ball. Do you like Do you like mine or stairs? Do you have a different one than us? If so, drop it down in the YouTube comment section down below. But what about the defensive side of the ball? We're going to project our 53 man roster. Take a look at all the defensive players and positions coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about our friends over there at Brightco. Now I told you the story last week about the time where Chris Humphrey threw Kim Kardashian off the pier into the ocean. She lost her diamond earrings as she was crying, and her sister was like, Kim, there's people in the world dying. I'm pretty sure your earring is not as important. So you know what? Here's the lesson. You don't want to be that guy, and you certainly don't want it to be splattered all over the internet. And the guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it. Go to bright.co forward slash lockdown. It's the fastest and the easiest and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. And we all hate insurance. Right. But these guys at Brightco turn the whole experience around. So it's probably the easiest thing that you can do for yourself this week. No excuses, man. For five bucks a month, you get totally comprehensive coverage. And it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone. Check it out. Bright.co forward slash locked on. And you have to see the videos that they have over there at Brightco. Make sure you check it out. Bright.co forward slash locked on and our good friends over there at Turo and Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace and with Turo you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts and you can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the US Canada and the UK you can book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip you can get a classic or luxury car for a special event birthday or holiday and find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. And many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability, insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply ditch, boring rental cars, and find your drive at Turo.com. Com. All right, sir. let's continue on here with our 53-man roster projection ahead of Tuesday's deadline, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Mountain Time. The Broncos will have to be from 80 players to 53, but we expect some moves to happen in the next couple of hours from 24 to 48 hours leading up to that. However, the Broncos and other teams cannot make any waiver claims on players until Wednesday, I believe, at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. So that's when we'll start to see some more movement about who the Broncos pick up or the former Broncos get picked up by other teams. Let's dive into the defense here. Let's start off at cornerback. I'm going to go through cornerback and safety, and then we'll get to the other positions here, though, Sarah. For me, I felt like this was a pretty easy kind of com- you know comparison to make, I think, especially considering Michael Ojemudia's injury, there's flexibility that provides with what the Broncos personnel department can do. I've got Patrick Sertan, obviously, Ronald Darby, Kwan Williams, Damari Mathis, the rookie who's really stood out. I have Michael Ojemudia, even though he could be placed on IR designated to return, which allows them to not count him against the 53-man roster and then add somebody down the road and saying – bassy i felt like did a pretty good job in the preseason you know going through half of the cover jerry judy every day in training camp you know taking his licks there i felt like he's really risen up a little bit to be the backup there for k1 williams at safety this was definitely an interesting one i had them keeping five so sticking with the six d corners and the five total safeties i've got justin simmons kareem jackson pj lock and Sterns. the top four an easy easy lock but that fifth guy I feel like with his performance against Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to go with DeLarian Turner-Yale, who demonstrated coming up as a thumper, but not to mention having that nine-yard sack on Kellen Mond. I think there's molds and traits to him that will make him an impact player. Maybe not this year, but maybe in two to three years, which I think the Broncos, they see value in. What does your
1: secondary look like? Well, my secondary looks pretty similar, Cody. I've got the Broncos going with five corners to start, and that may seem a bit risky. I don't have Isang saying on my roster, and maybe I'm just being super harsh. Maybe it's the fact that I didn't get to see every day out at practice and those different type of things. Personally, to me, I don't think any cornerbacks really stood out in this preseason, unfortunately. And that's just maybe, again, maybe I'm being really harsh about that. I just think you carry Michael Ojemudia along with the other four that you mentioned, obviously Sertan, Darby, k1 Williams, and then the rookie, Damari Mathis. And then you carry Michael Ojemudia onto your initial 53 and place him on injured reserve because we know the Broncos can't just put him on injured reserve right away. They'll have to add him to the 53-man roster in order for him to come back at some point this season. So that's an important distinction here. Like, if a player's injured right now, the Broncos will have to take them onto the active roster if they plan on bringing them back at some point this season. Otherwise, it's season ending. So that's where things get tricky, like we mentioned with Brandon Johnson on the offensive side of the ball. Similar deal with Ojemudia, but I have them keeping those five corners and then bringing Ojemudia to IR and then supplementing some other way, whether that's waivers, free agency, a combination of both. But initially, I have them keeping six safeties, Cody. I wonder if the Broncos would be able to try to carry J.R. Reed and and Delarian Turner-Yell both into that active roster to start off the season and kind of just see if after that first wave, maybe in a second wave you could sneak a guy like J.R. Reed through waivers and get him back onto your practice squad instead of having him be part of that first wave so if you do sell that corner down the line and and grab two guys to bring in or something like that or you do keep a Bassie and add somebody else then you have J.R. Reed still on the roster in some capacity and able to bring him back on the practice squad I, I just don't know we'll talk about that a little bit later but I think that I have them keeping five corners and six safeties on this roster to begin with and that's Due to the versatility at the safety position, I think that's been key for the Broncos in the preseason. Turnabout is fair play, my friend. I I like those picks and I'm very
0: excited. Like this is like number crunching. This is math, like putting together the roster, all the spots. And you're like, wait, I'm over. That's 54 players. Like that was the struggle with doing the 53-man roster was, well, if I keep this guy and I want to keep this guy because I don't want him to go through waivers, ah, well, then I'm over the limit. I'm not going to have enough bodies there. That's a good point there. Let's get to inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and the defensive line. You know, inside backer, I've got them keeping four guys. I've got them keeping Josie Jewell, Jonas Griffith, Justin and Alex Singleton, as their four linebackers. Now, keep in mind, Barrington Wade did revert to IR, which I, I do believe his season will be done, but he'll be able to be around the team facility for an entire year. And i got to double check and make sure that's accurate, but they also have Jeremiah Gemmel, who I do think they expect to pass through waivers, that they do plan on bringing back onto the practice squad. So, in the event a player gets injured in a game, the next week you can call up Jeremiah Gemmel and you can protect him. You can put him on your active roster for a week or two and then revert him back and protect him without having Having to go through the waiver process, which I love that about the NFL's new rules there. Those are my four inside backers, outside linebacker, Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb, Nick Bonito, and Baron Browning. I went with four, which I feel like is super, super risky, right? Because we've seen them go with five, sometimes six outside linebackers. And it's a a big risk, I think, that I took because of Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb when we factor in the availability history. So this for me, like my job would be on the line if I was the GM and I just went with four guys. It was really hard because you have to factor in the other positions there. If I was going to keep, you know, seven receivers on the Broncos roster, I had to make sacrifices at outside linebacker and at defensive line, which was a very tough decision. So Maybe a Jonathan Cooper clears, pra- clears waivers, ends up on the practice squad. Maybe an Aaron Patrick does the same thing as well. Kind of the same situation. There's an injury. You can bring them forth. Defensive line, I've got Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, Deshaun Williams, Mike Purcell, and Matt Henningsen as my final five defensive linemen, which, you know, in years past, there's sometimes been seven players. Five is certainly risky at this point as well. And I think that I really sacrifice some of the defensive positions to carry extra playmakers on offense, which is a gamble. And we'll see if I. I'm right. We'll see if I look like a moron when it's all said and done. But who do you have an
1: inside backer, outside linebacker, and defensive line? Impossible to look like a moron, Cody. This is harder than doing the NCAA bracket, I feel. Even oh, though we've, we've watched this team every single day, I mean, I don't think I've ever predicted the 53 man exactly right. So, um, but we'll see. Maybe this will be the first time for one of us for sure. But I think defensive line, I'm very similar to you. I've got the same top four Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, then obviously Deshaun Williams and Mike Purcell. I've got them followed by Ioma Uwazurike. Just a little draft status. I know that's not exactly the way that... It's not exactly the fair way to play the game, right? But I think his draft status over at Henningsen, I think there was enough inconsistency from both guys that maybe you could sneak both of them onto your practice squad if you want to keep a veteran there. Or maybe Jonathan Harris, maybe the team likes him better. I would personally go big and go go after a guy like Indama Suh, just really upgrade that depth there on the D-line. The D-line was bad in the preseason. So I would maybe try to sneak... Both on the practice squad, but as it stands, I've got five defensive linemen keeping Ioma Uwazurike based on pretty much strictly just draft status. I don't think we saw a ton from him. He did some decent things in that Vikings game. At the off-ball linebacker position, the inside linebacker spot, I've got the same four guys, Cody. No differences there. Josie Jewell, Jonas Griffith, Alex Singleton, Justin Sternod. I think the Broncos have guys that can contribute on special teams. I think they feel confident after this preseason that and you know, Singleton or Sternod, they could probably step in if need be and then like you said you can shuttle guys up from the practice squad i think we'll see a lot of teams doing that at off-ball linebacker because it's just not as in vogue a position in today's nfl and then at the edge position i've got a whopping six guys so you've got seven receivers i've got six edge and i have the broncos trading malik reed i don't know exactly where that's going to you know where that's going to go down or how that will go down i do think he's they're arguably their most easily tradable asset right now in terms of a starter ready edge guy there's a lot of teams around the league that need starting caliber edge players specifically like the Baltimore Ravens need somebody week one to start off the edge they've got multiple injuries there for guys I think the Broncos could easily get a fourth or fifth round pick from Malik Reed. I think they should that would save them nearly three million dollars on the cap Cody so I think it's just a no-brainer for the Broncos to get him a better opportunity to play because like you said Bradley Chubb Uh, Obviously, uh, Nick Benito, the rookie, Baron Browning, Randy Gregory, the team starter, the big money free agent acquisition. Then you've got Jonathan Cooper and Aaron Patrick. To me, those are two core special teams, guys. So I think the Broncos will try to find a way to keep as many as they can. But at the same time, like you said, you got to crunch numbers somewhere. And if you make one decision at a certain position on offense, that affects your defense. And if you make the decision at corner, it affects your edge. So one way or another, I think the Broncos have to find a way to get as many of these guys back as as they can but right now they've got seven guys that i think are going to be on nfl rosters this season and they've only got you know like you said four maybe five or six at the most spots Man, I tell you what's like Robin Paul to pay
0: Peter in this kind of situation when we talk about roster construction at Broncos Country. Let us know your thoughts on our defensive picks. Drop yours down below in the YouTube comment section as well. But coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk about some players who could get scooped up by other teams if waived. Players that we believe that if the Broncos decided to waive, Denver might not get them back. We we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about prize picks. The sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. And for week one of the regular season, I'm taking Russell Wilson to throw for more than 300 passing yards, Derrick Henry to rush for more than 85 yards, Cooper Cup to score more than one touchdowns, and Tyreek Hill to catch less than five passes. With Prize Picks, you pick two to five players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with with promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Which Denver Broncos players could be scooped up by opposing NFL teams if the Broncos release them ahead of waivers? Thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day on your favorite audio podcasting platforms or whether you watch us on YouTube. We appreciate you. So much. So Sarah, with some of the impact players that the Broncos have had throughout the preseason and training camp, you know, they they can't keep everybody. There's going to be some surprise cuts. We all know it. So uh, let's get into the conversation with player names who we believe that if released would be scooped up or have the best chance of being scooped up by another NFL team. I'll start things off here. I'll go with two guys, Jonathan Cooper being one of them, especially with the sack performance he had against the Vikings, the pressure, the high motor we saw here once again. And Jalen Virgil, the undrafted rookie free agent out of Appalachian State, who was just a dominant force as a receiver making impact plays downfield, would like to get a little bit more run in the return game. I know that he, he told me post game that he messed up on that kick return. He wishes he could go back and redo it. Maybe he does get another chance. But if the Broncos release him, I feel like these are two players that may not clear waivers. And then who are two players that you feel like wouldn't clear waivers?
1: Well, I agree with those two picks you made, Cody, and I would say on the defensive side of the ball after that game against Vikings, do we think McTelvin Aguim would clear waivers? I don't know about that. I mean, he put something out there. I mean, that was as good of a game as you can have in the preseason, in my opinion, for a defensive lineman, and he put it all out there. So I think some team would scoop him up. He's a former third round pick, got two left on his rookie deal very attractive option on, on the waiver wire if you're another team looking to claim somebody like that so some potential there J.R. Reed as well I feel like he did a lot of good things he, he to me Cody made the best plays in coverage out of, outside of the P.J. Lock interception throughout the preseason and he made some nice hits as well and he showed that he can play some special teams I think J.R. Reed has some value there and so I think to, those two guys really on the defensive side of the ball I think if the Broncos let him go they would get scooped up and I think both you and I Cody agree we didn't have McTelvin Agim on our final roster. So unless he's getting traded, I think we see him being on another team, another roster here in a couple of days. So it'll be fascinating to see what George Payton could do. He said during the preseason game, he said, I expect to lose some players on waivers. And I think that the Broncos are ready for that. But hopefully George is working the phones and, and trying to get those trades done because some of these players are, are very valuable. I could see the Minnesota Vikings
0: taking a game, obviously, Ed Donatel, being able to see his guy, his former guys up close and personal on Saturday. Let's go one and one here now to close out today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. I'm going to go with the guy on the offensive side of the ball, and he was a guy that I had in my 53-man roster, Eric Saubert at tight end. I just have a feeling there's going to be a team out there that will need a playmaker at tight end, a guy with size and a guy with offensive upside that can also run block Eric Sauber, I mean, for the kind of under-the-radar veteran status that he's had in his career, I think he'd be a perfect candidate for some other team to scoop up off of waivers. Now, do you agree
1: with me on that one, and who is your final pick? I do agree with you, Cody. I feel like Sobert he put a lot of positive headlines out there. One of the stars early on in training camp, right? And like you said, some good chemistry with Russell Wilson. I think if a tight end needy team out there, a guy can play special teams. He can block. He can catch. He's got some good athleticism. I think Sobert would get picked up for sure. And I've got Brett Rippon as the final guy. I think that we've talked about this before, but it's worth, it's worth repeating at this point because we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. But if the Broncos did try to sneak Brett Rippon through waivers, you just can't help but wonder would they be able to do it I think Brett has shown improvement over what we've seen from him in the past obviously he had those couple of really long drives that ended in zero points I think it's going to stand out in a lot of people's minds but at the same time I think he showed some great progression he's great for the quarterback room he's a really smart guy a lot of people think maybe he's got a future as a coach in the NFL he's probably not going to end up being a long-term starter for anybody but maybe he has ascended now to that point where he's a quality backup we'll kind of find out what the Broncos think of him there but I do think think if they tried to put him on the waiver wire there's enough teams out there that need a qb2 the broncos just played against one of them obviously the vikings traded for nick Mullins, but there's other teams out there the cowboys they probably need an upgrade at qb2 as well so there's plenty of teams out there that i think would take on brett Ripon, who's not even making a million bucks this year against the salary cap so it'd be fascinating to see but i do think he would get scooped up for sure
0: well Broncos country let us know down below which players you believe that the Broncos released them ahead of roster cuts would have the greatest risk of being claimed by another NFL team dropped in down below here on YouTube but thank you so much Broncos country for tuning in and making lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day on your favorite audio podcasting platforms or whether you watch us on YouTube don't forget hit that subscriber follow button if you haven't done so already on Monday the Broncos will introduce Damani Leach as their new team president and so I'll be there for that press conference we'll see if we get any good insight insight from him some of his plans for the future of the organization especially on the business strategic side of things not to mention the stadium side i'm very excited to be able to hear a little bit more about him plus we'll have you covered with all the roster cut news and transactions for the broncos 53-man roster here the lockdown broncos podcast we appreciate you so much broncos country we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show